0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with Junaid Ahmed about how he inspires others to create great video content. Junaid is a UX designer turned storyteller. Not only does he tell stories through his podcast Hacks and Hobbies, but he was also able to create a studio to create content to motivate and teach others about the importance of good video. Junaid has been a passionate technologist for three decades and loves to tinker with tech, software, and woodworking. His immense passion led him to start a mastermind around building your own home studio. Taking his knowledge from filmmaking, problem solving, and tech know-how, he explains the tech in plain and simple language. Welcome, Janaid.
1: Hi, Virginia. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.
0: I am excited for you to be here today.
1: Fantastic. Well, we're here. Let's do
0: this. (laughs) So, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur?
1: You know, this is such a beautiful question. What inspired me to be an entrepreneur? I was doing a research on my family history. And over the years, I've found that I'm doing something or another that deals with, you know, following my own passion or following my own path. And it just occurred to me. Couple of years ago, when I was uh, writing a chapter for the Magnetic Entrepreneur book, that I have I've had entrepreneurs in my family, generations of them, and I just never really paid attention. Like my grandfather from my mother's side owned his own shop. My my uncles, my mother's, my mom's brothers. They're all in one type of entrepreneurship or another. They're always, you know, creating a connection, a relationship around what they love to do. So that, you know, it, it just occurred to me, I'm like, oh, my God, I've been kind of doing that kind of thing for a long time, you know, going into what I love to do around video and photography and building websites and building what what have you. It all just came to me that, you know, that those are all entrepreneurial or um, side hustles that I took on because I just love to go deep into those things.
0: When did you really get started kind of like doing this, not necessarily as a side hustle, but as your main, your main thing?
1: That's a great question. I think it all started a couple of years ago when I finished reading the book, crushing it and all all uh, Gary Vaynerchuk said was that you know just go out and document your journey and you'll eventually find what you're looking for and it's not that i didn't find what i was looking for it is that i knew what i wanted to do but the more the more i the more documenting i started doing the more podcast episode i started recording cuz that was that's one of the things that got me into getting more out of what I really wanted to do, which was help others set up studios or help others set up technology. Cause I've been doing as a side hustle, helping others set up web applications, mobile applications, as well as websites for almost two decades. But just two years ago, when I really delve into creating content around my hobbies it just occurred to me that I can help others as well and make that as a full-time, full-time gig.
0: So is there anything in particular that you like most about the work that you do?
1: You know, that's an that's excellent question. What, what I really love to do is, like you mentioned earlier, is I love to tinker with technology, tinker with software, hardware, all those things. So because I, I love to tinker and figure how things work, That gave me an edge on being able to teach others how to do things, how to set up things. So that specifically, you know, specifically around setting up, let's say, the home studio, you know, where should the camera be going? What, you know, what kind of lights are you using? So when I focused into those things and bringing the experience that I have in filmmaking around, we had, I had shot some short films, did some, documentaries and whatnot I took that knowledge and I brought it into my own home and created a home studio so the more I focused on solving my own problem the more I was being celebrated as somebody that could help others as well in solving their problems because you know what's anytime you anytime you create a solution for yourself other people start seeing hey I need that solution too Because, you know, they start seeing you themselves in your shoes.
0: Like they say, you're usually just a step or two ahead of your your ideal client or whatever.
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: So you must have really seen a bunch of um, influx in clients and stuff with what happened in 2020 with everyone moving home, hey?
1: Absolutely, because we are now sitting in front of cameras every single day <laughs> and looking at ourselves, looking at other people on the, on the computer screen. And we started, you know, figuring out, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this differently. I need to do that differently. And what's really interesting is uh, my friend shared a report with me from 2020, how the plastic plastic, surgeries went up in 2020 much higher than previous years because people are getting zoom dysmorphia they're looking at themselves and they're like okay this is this is not looking right this is not looking right so it's it's really important to get your image right so that you're not spending too much money on changing the way you're looking you know it's 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 as simple as changing a, a light bulb, like literally changing the light bulb from soft white to daylight bulbs is going to change how you show up on camera.
0: Or even just your angle, doesn't that, or like how your camera setting is too, wouldn't that kind of be a big one?
1: Absolutely. But but if you can control the light that's mm-hmm. shining, you know, that's coming through the camera, that's going to affect uh, largely on how, the camera sees you because uh, in, in in lights that we use at, at our home, like the rest of my house, we're using soft white lights because mm-hmm. they're easier on your eyes. You're, you're relaxed uh, mode and you're not, you're not awake. And that's one of the reasons why we have super white lights and office buildings, because it wakes you up. It creates a more natural uh, lighting. So that's the type of lighting that I recommend that people set up when they are, showing up on camera. And of course, yes, angles also help, you know, either your camera is too low, you want to bring it high enough. And then you start looking, okay, I want to look at the camera, not the screen to get that out of your mind as well.
0: So is there any other common mistakes that you see people making other than just the lighting?
1: Of course, there's there's lighting, there's audio, the camera angles, there's the background, what's in your background. You know, anytime that we we set up our rooms, set up our bedroom or set up our family rooms and whatnot, we make sure that when you're sitting in your chair, when you're sitting in a dining room, you don't have sunlight shining in your face because that's going to affect you on how you interact with the rest of the people that are on a, around the table. Like for example, if you go to a restaurant and the sun is shining in your face, you can't really see uh, across from you, your friend's face because they're, you know, your eyes are trying to adjust. You know, they're closing down the iris so it can tolerate this, the bright lights. So the same thing happens when, when a camera has to look at a bright sunlight or bright window it's gonna sh- it's gonna close down that aperture, and now you're not visible in the in the in the camera. So having good lighting on yourself, having good audio, because hey, guess what? <laughs> People <laughs> are here to listen to you. If they can't hear you, you're not having you're not making that conversation. Just like we're having a conversation right now, it's completely audio based. If you can't hear me properly, if the audience cannot hear me properly, uh, they're not gonna get uh, or they're not gonna be able to pay attention to my message.
0: So the people that do pay attention to your message or, or that you want to pay attention to your message, how do you get in front of them? Like, do you just do YouTube videos or do you like do ads on Facebook? How do you do that?
1: Virginia, that's an excellent question. So I have been focusing on creating more YouTube content so that i can teach people because i love to teach so on my youtube content i'm teaching people how to show up uh nicely on zoom and if you don't have a good webcam how can you use your iphone or a smartphone to use as a webcam so that you have more control on the placement of that camera number two uh, i have not run any ads to bring you know to bring people to my audience to bring people to my business but that is, uh, that is something that I'm looking to do uh, in the near future. What have helped a lot is showing up as a guest or showing up as a speaker on other panels, on, on different summits, virtual summits and whatnot, and showing up on, on Facebook Lives. That's helped a lot because now people are able to uh, engage with me immediately and ask me questions, hey, how did you get that clean photo or clean image what are you doing? So I engage with them in that manner. So there's multiple ways that I'm showing up doing Facebook lives, YouTube lives, even Amazon and and LinkedIn lives. And that have helped bring people into my realm.
0: So to help stand out, do you also do kind of like SEO or keyword targets when you like label your videos and stuff like that? 100%.
1: One hundred percent. I spent a t- I spent plenty of time in researching on which keywords are are people looking for data. You know, people. Are, what keywords um, are they asking questions around the home studio space? What questions are they asking around the Zoom space? Hey, I'm on Zoom. How do I run a virtual meeting? How do I create content to talk with my audience? What should I be doing to engage with my audience? Do I you know, do I ask questions? Do I uh, present and ignore what's happening? Uh, so there's a ton of different ways that uh, I have been looking into creating that, creating that content. So I'll focus on the keywords, uh, the headlines on those videos, uh, especially on YouTube, you want to have a good headline as well as a good uh, number of occurrences of the keyword. So the keywords in, in the audio, the keywords in the title, the keywords in the, in the description, as well as the tags. So all of those things help the SEO around on YouTube, as well as on Google. Like, hey, if you're looking to do this specific thing, this is the video that you're going to be found, found on. So having a keyword targeted, as well as, hey, how much search results are they coming? Are they in the 2000s? or they, they're in the hundred thousands or, you know, what's that number? So making sure they're, they're under a certain threshold so that when, you're, when people are searching those keywords, you're showing up. Um, as well as uh, sending an email out to my, to my email list on, hey, I created this brand new video, uh, posting that on social medias as well, taking little pieces of, of the video, And sharing it on the different platforms has also helped.
0: The repurposing your content? Yes. That was key, okay? (laughs) Um, Who would you say is your ideal client?
1: You know, since we are in a space where now more than ever, instead of face-to-face conversations, we're having, you know, our Zoom calls or video conferencing. So my ideal clients or my ideal people are, speakers because a lot of speakers are speaking from their homes they have to show up on their cameras show up on their computers and talk to the audience or give a speech or whatnot so speakers consultants uh, podcasters looking to do video podcasting as well Um, live streamers who are just getting into it or you know they want to create a show around something that they learned so those are my, have been my technically the ideal audience. Now, my friend who is a, he's a broker, he's, a, he's an investment advisor. He said, you know, a lot of corporate people would also be a good client for you because they are in front of camera. And actually he wrote an article or he, in his newsletter, Podcast Jim, he mentioned that in the 80s and the 90s, The CEO suite or the C-suite suit, you know, their Italian suits were the most expensive things that would basically show them. But now since everybody's from home, they're not really utilizing those suits, but showing up clean and sharp on camera is their new next version or the future version of their suit.
0: Totally makes sense. Do you have any big goals in the next one to two years that you're looking to achieve?
1: So goals for the next one to two years, correct? What I want to focus on is helping as many people as possible uh, through my Home Studio Mastery course, through teaching people how to use their smartphones effectively and efficiently to create content. Again, the more people show up, the more their audience knows where to get their information. So teaching those courses around home studio mastery and video production uh, is one of, the, one of the main goals for the for next two years. And of course, bringing that in the forefront and uh, teaching as much as possible around software that's being used for live streaming, hardware that's being used for live streaming and bringing all of that to YouTube. So those are like main goals to then drive traffic to my courses or drive traffic to uh, my services Like one of the services that I offer is uh, people can get get on with a call with me and I can look at the room and tell them exactly where their camera needs to go, where the lighting needs to go. If they already have a a window, how can they utilize that window without spending any money? So focusing on to utilize the tools that we already have before you do the upgrade, before you jump in and spend a ton of money. I focus on, you know, Doing the practice, do practice reps. If you if you can't, you know, if you can't go to the gym or afford a gym membership, at least get out of the house and do a mile walk or something, right? Because then it's not on the what's that word? It's on you to put in that, put in those reps. So the more reps they put in, being in front of a camera, being in front of their phone, the better they're gonna get in telling their story.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have more I was going to say comfort, but the comfortability, but that doesn't make sense. They're going to be more comfortable in front of the screen and the camera too. Absolutely. 100%. Do you think that they're well, what are, what's like your number one roadblock for helping you achieve those goals?
1: I think the number one thing is to just showing up my authentic self. So I have three kids and like you mentioned earlier, you know kids open the door. Well, yes, they can open the door. That's kind of a, I mean, when you have kids, those are some things that are acceptable. So anytime that I'm going live and I have my kids coming in, I'll bring them onto the camera and I'll ask them questions and I'll have them engage with the audience because the earlier they are comfortable with talking with other people and answering questions or asking questions, the easier it will be for their future because guess what? This is the future we're in front of cameras and there's also ways that you can do these communications virtually. And I might have gone off, gone off tangent, but the number one thing that has helped me grow is number one, showing up on places where I didn't even think about getting out of my comfort zone, right? Like two weeks ago, I showed up on an Amazon live. Now, Amazon live was something people are like what Amazon has a live now. And it's kind of like the shopping network, right? But you're talking with the audience, you're talking with the hosts, and then you're just engaging with the people around you. So it's all about showing up and how often you the, the more often you show up, the better opportunities you have to create that engagement with your audience.
0: I I get a chuckle a lot of what you said about the kids. I'm like, my kids would totally love you. Like they love popping in and saying hi to whoever i end up talking with on the computer and stuff but you're so true like everything is geared more towards online stuff and like i can't really see it changing and reversing back anytime soon
1: yeah the only thing that's going to change is we'll get more integrated like maybe they'll they'll start inventing Monitors that have built-in cameras. I don't know. I mean, they do have some of those monitors with those built-in cameras, but but then having the technology to, you know, avert the eyes. Like even though you're looking down at the screen, but then your eyes are like virtually looking at the camera. So you're making that eye contact kind of thing.
0: That would be kind of cool. A little trippy to get used to, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, true.
0: With all the success that you've achieved, what is your biggest challenge now?
1: What is my biggest challenge right now is I'm very comfortable in asking people and asking uh, my friends and, and like, I, for example, I asked you, hey, can, would, would you mind if I come be a guest on your podcast? So that's really easy for me because I've had over 200 guests on my own podcast And it's easy to ask that question because there's no sale involved. So my biggest challenge right now is going after the sale, going and asking people, hey, I can help you do this. Would you be interested in this? Right. So that's my biggest challenge right now to go out and get more clients. So most of my clients right now have been all referrals through other folks that I've known. Uh, Most of my clients have been coming through those uh, channels. But then f- me for me to go out and ask them, Hey, I'm doing this for you guys. What do you think? So that's my biggest challenge right now.
0: Totally understand. And I wonder if it's because like, with, if you asked to be on your show, there's no sale involved, kind of basically, almost like no rejection in some ways. Hey, exactly. Kind of switching it up a little bit. What is the best advice that you have ever received?
1: Ooh, that's, a, that's an awesome question. Best advice I've ever received. Just show up and be yourself. Because I think a lot of the times we start comparing ourselves with others. Like, oh my God, this guy is doing so many live videos and I am in that boat right now. Like I look at Pat Flynn, he's at three day 330 and he's showing up live every single day. And I'm like, oh my God, he's doing... All right, so we start comparing, but we and then we start discounting our own achievements. So show up, be yourself, and you'll find your tribe, I think was the best advice that I received.
0: I like it. What's the best advice you have ever given?
1: Man, there's there's not I ha- I don't have any recollection of the advice that I've given. But yesterday when I was on the call with a friend, she was like, get ready to move shit around when you're on the call with me, because when I'm talking to you, you're going to rearrange your room so you can look good on camera.
0: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I haven't asked you yet?
1: Wow. That's like an open ended question. And I love it because I can go in so many different directions. Uh, I feel like that I am, I have ADHD, even though I've not been diagnosed, but I have, like, I feel like that, that is me as a person. But I take that, not for granted, I take that and I appreciate it because I'm able to connect multiple dots from the different areas of hobbies that I have gone into. For example, I'm a beekeeper. And when I was learning how to become a beekeeper, and then actually practicing the beekeeping, was totally mind-blowing experience. Because when you read about something, you're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" But then when you actually do it, it's even, even more uh, rewarding and amazing. So go out and do what you've been what you've been holding back in doing. And you'll realize how much more pleasure it brings to you in your mind.
0: I like that. I like learning a lot of different things too. But I think sometimes it bothers my husband because I'll learn enough to satisfy my curiosity with it. So sometimes I don't necessarily always finish the aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, You're just like me. You're a starter. <laughs> I'm a starter and I I, I have trouble finishing
0: Right, because you get to just get the information that you need, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. cool! That's how it works." Okay.
1: <laughs> I have like ten different projects sitting my workshop, and I, I want to go back to them. And in the middle of those projects, I was like, "Oh, let's uh, let's create this huge Lego desk for my kids, so then they can, uh, you know, they have a place for them to build Lego and whatnot." And then I ended up adding a camera, overhead camera, for them. So now <laughs> they're recording videos for their YouTube channel. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to add some more lights to this. I want to do this. (laughs) And then when I, and and I start, um, you know, procrastinating procrastinating on my own little projects. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure is all mine, Virginia.
0: Where can people go to find out more about you and what you do?
1: So there's a several different places, but I would like you to uh, check me out on hacksandhobbies.com. That's the podcast. And uh, if you want to learn more on what my hobbies are, you know, that's a place. And you can find me on all the platforms for Hacks and Hobbies. And then you'll, you know, link it'll link my other stuff where I share my videos and on YouTube and whatnot. I think that'd be the simplest place. But if you do want to Ah, uh, get to learn more about home studio mastery and what you know. Some some really cool tips. You can check out homestudiomastery dot com. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Have a great day. We'll chat soon.
1: All right. Take care. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.